And when you look at the men that invented modern schooling and evangelized it, you will see three belief systems that they stood firm on. It states clearly that they want to create a society without God. They do not believe that there is a creator or any supernatural power. And John Dewey wanted to make teachers the prophet and the state take the place of church. Hey guys, Sean from SGT Report here. That was Caprice Thorson, and I cannot more strongly recommend this interview. Many of you are really going to benefit from this information, especially if you have children. And to that end, friends, is your blood boiling yet? Because our children are not going to have a republic if the Democrats are allowed to steal this thing, as it appears they're in the process of doing in key battleground states today where many of the voting machines are not working properly. Where have we seen this one before? Protest, protest, protest. Trump calls for action over complete voter integrity disaster at the polls. People are showing up to vote only to be told, sorry, you have already voted. Trump also said that Maricopa County in Arizona looks like a complete voter integrity disaster, adding likewise Detroit, Pennsylvania, and other places. Of course, the fake mainstream whore media is ignoring all of it, including Drudge Report. Only Republican areas, Trump asks? Wow, Carrie Lake, Blake Masters, and all others are being greatly harmed by this disaster. Can't let this happen again. Friends, this is the only way the Democrats can win. They're going to rig the election come hell or high water. And let me tell you, if they steal this thing, there is going to be hell to pay because we the people will not stand for this any longer. Look what this line of people is being told in Maricopa County. Of course, I know everybody wants to make sure that it reads and everything is fine. Can you repeat that? I can promise can you. you can you start from the beginning yeah. and repeat that? So what happens is we have two tabulators. One of the tabulators is not working, okay? The other tabulator is taking about 75% successful. So 25% of them are being misread, and it could be a printer issue, um, or it could be the tabulator itself. So when it's misread, you have an option to put it into what's called box three, and it gets read, whether it goes downtown and gets read manually, or whether it gets refed in into our tabulator. You don't want to adjudicate. get read, no. okay? So no one's trying to <laughs> deceive anybody. Of course not, not on election day. That would never happen, right? No, that would never happen. So. This is no way to run a country, friends. This is no way to run a republic because that's not what this is. We are in a banana republic and the Democrats want to keep it that way. And we the people have had quite enough. We are going to have to hand count every single ballot in every single county until we have a fair election by and for the people. Here we go again. Friends, before we start this one with Caprice Thorson, just a quick word about our sponsor. Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. Were you aware of the fact that silver prices are low due to paper manipulation by bankers? Yeah, it's true, but guess what? I just did an interview with David Jensen and Jensen believes the Fed just triggered a terminal run on the silver market because of their printing. We should see a huge demand in coming months for physical silver. It's a perfect time to get your silver IRA started. And this month, you'll get an incredible free three ounce silver American virtue coin with a qualified IRA of $20,000 or higher. Call the team right now at 877-646-5347 or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com.
Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. It's Sean from sgtreport.com, sgtreport.tv, and thephaser.com. Of course, guys, visit us at The Phaser every single day where you can stun them with truth. The truth you can't find pretty much anywhere else, especially now that YouTube has pretty much banned truth entirely. My thanks to Rumble and BitChute for allowing the truth to be spoken. And I'm really eager to have this conversation with somebody who really cares about educating kids for reals. Her own daughters were educated, homeschooled by this wonderful woman. Her name, Caprice Thorson. She sent me a letter out of the blue the other day and a book. The name of the book, Instead of Schooling, Educating for Creativity, Resilience, and Happiness. I want to welcome our guest right now. Caprice, how are you? I'm doing well, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for coming on. And before we start talking a little bit about current events, because I do want your reaction to this statement from Steve Bannon. I'm going to play that in one second. I want to start with a bit of housekeeping and read this quick note from Victor Hugo, who we had on the show just the other day. He's trapped in the Republic of Georgia, so he can't get his two-factor authentication. So he wanted you all to hear this. He wrote, and I quote, I just wanted you to know that the outpouring of love from your audience has been overwhelming. Unfortunately, as we discussed on your show, my inability to receive text messages because of the 5G tyranny doesn't enable me to log in to my Venmo, PayPal, or Stripe. It doesn't allow me to thank these wonderful people. He writes, can you do me a favor, please? If possible, let your viewers who shared compassionate wealth with me know that my inability to communicate with them, to thank them personally, does not mean that their selfless contributions are not appreciated. I'm happy to do that on behalf of Victor Hugo, who is trapped in the Republic of Georgia. Now, I'd like to do a screen share here, and I have to play this from Steve Bannon as we roll toward the most important election in the history of the Republic. I want you to hear this from Steve Bannon. As True the Votes, Catherine Albrecht and Greg Phillips rot in a jail for refusing to give up their source related to the Konich findings regarding election fraud. This was a civil trial. Now, I've never heard in the history of my lifetime any two wonderful people going to jail in a civil trial because they refused to give up their source to a corrupt judge. Now, I want you guys to hear this from Steve Bannon. This is what's going to happen when we take the Congress back and when we have control of the Senate. These people are going to be brought to justice. Steve Bannon. To protect rights of folks, we have two patriots and heroes that are rotting in a prison right now. And But the bigger issue is even more, uh, more fundamental to the managed decline of this nation. And what the globalists and the Wall Street crowd and the global corporations and the bought-off unit party and particularly the corrupt Biden crime family. So Garland and Ray, write this down now. Okay? We're coming for Biden in that investigation. And we're going to get to – they brought Rudy brought me in for the laptop from hell. This is why we're kicked off Twitter. It wasn't this comment about Ray and about Fauci putting a head on a pike, quoting a metaphor. It's because the war room, I'm never on Twitter, but the war room Twitter feed was putting up the compromise of Biden family by the Chinese Communist Party. When you had your lying intelligence officers go to the New York Times and sign a letter and say it was a Russian disinformation campaign. That was a lie and you knew it was a lie at the time and you never stepped up and said it was a lie. Ray knew it. All of them knew it. Barr knew it. It was a stone-cold lie in October when they tried to destroy the careers of, of a divine, right, at the, at the New York Post, Emma Jo Morris. 
They tried to destroy the New York Post. You knew it was a lie. You knew that. I knew it immediately when I saw it in August. This is the Chinese Communist Party, and they have totally got the Biden family. They own them lock, stock, and barrel, and we're going to prove that in-house investigations before we roll in and impeach Biden. And Garland, you're going to get rolled up too. And now to have this, when you had information, you had your field office tap them along, and then when it got sent to the main, to the main FBI all of a sudden becomes a cybersecurity case. The FBI is totally infiltrated by the Chinese Communist Party, and we're going to prove it, okay? And every traitor, and yes, I use that word uh, specifically, every traitor in the FBI, every traitor in DOJ, every traitor in the administrative state is going to be turfed out, and you're going to be not just gotten out of the government, you're going to be tried for, wait for it, treason. That's what I wanted to get to. Caprice, I'm coming back to you. Boy, I've got your feet to the fire having to deal with that comment. We uh, swim in the deep end here at SGT Report, and I love Steve Bannon. You know why? He's got the ear of the president. You know what else? These criminals have tried to put him in prison, as have they tried to put everybody else who supports Trump in prison, like the Jan Sixers, who still rot in a prison awaiting trials, which may never come unless we the people take our Congress back. We need to take back our House, our Senate, and we're going to clean House, because if we don't, your children and your children's children will continue to be brainwashed by these people in these public schools of non-learning. Your book, Instead of Schooling, Educating for Creativity, Resilience, and Happiness, I'm glad to have it here in my hands. You sent me a beautiful letter praising SGT Report and asking to come on. I'm happy to have you. Caprice Thorson, how are you? I'm doing well, Sean. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. What do you make of what Steve Bannon had to say there about treason within our government? Well, I think it's pretty clear to um, all of us that we're living in a period of lawlessness. And what he said about having a paid off uniparty really resonates with me. And it begs the question, like, how did we get here? And how were Americans so asleep at the wheel as this entire bureaucratic administrative apparatus was assembled in front of us? And we were mute and we were quiet and we were passive. And that's why I wrote the book, because when the lockdown started happening in 2020, I had the thought that if people had not been schooled, they would not be so passively, reflexively obedient. So when you look at the spiritual war that you talk about on the SDT report all the time, you have to look at what are the weapons that they're using in the spiritual war. And it's clear that, yes, it's the administrative bureaucracy. It's the medical industry, it's the media propaganda machine, but it's also the schooling industry. And that's what I really wanna wake parents up to because it's okay if you opt out of the others, but if you do not opt out of the schooling industry, then they are gonna be taking your children, which they view as raw material and turning them into these monetary economic slaves so that the system continues. Very well said. And I want folks to know that uh, you have a background in executive and career coaching and helping entrepreneurs. That's really your main job, but you fell in love with this idea of homeschooling and learning how to do it. So I want people to understand this is a solutions driven broadcast. If folks want to get the book instead of schooling, they can do that at your website, which is soulagency.org or from Amazon, because especially if you live in California, Caprice, this isn't going to get any easier on parents, even if we the people take the House and the Senate back 
on Tuesday, November 8th, because California is run by an absolute seething-at-the-mouth tyrant, House of Getty, Gavin Newsom, and the bureaucrats down in, what is it, Santa Barbara, wherever the hell the capital is in that hellhole state. And my heart goes out to the people who actually love the Constitution and Bill of Rights who live in California. I think at this point it might be the majority, but they keep stealing elections. And now, House of Getty, they want to force vaccinations on your kid. They want the bioweapon, the magic juice, the experimental use authorization bioweapon injected into your kids in order to let your kids go to school in that hellhole state. So people are going to have to learn how to homeschool. They have to opt out. They have to opt out. And I think they've done an incredibly great psyop of convincing parents that they are not equipped to educate their children. And so the reason I wrote instead of schooling, you know, I could have written the tyranny of schooling and I do go into the tyranny, but I really wanted to be solutions focused and empower parents because parents, you are your kids first teachers. Nobody knows your kids better than you. Nobody loves your children more than you do. And actually, if you home educate, and I'm going to say not homeschool, I mean, I know that's the term, but homeschooling kind of has this connotation that you're going to try and reproduce school at home. And if you can get that out of your mindset, which really requires you to kind of de-school yourself, then educating your children becomes this joyful, creative, journey and adventure in which you help your children learn to figure out who they are, how they learn, what their gifts and talents are, and how they can share them with the world. And we need to activate our children in this way because we are at a moment in history where we need to rebuild every single system. And I know that there are lots of people that think that the school system can be reformed and they distract us with content and standards and testing. And we think, oh, if we could only get CRT out or change the sex ed course, then everything would be good. And what I really wanna tell you is the schooling system, the industry, the $1.3 trillion industry has been weaponized against us and our children. And I tried to, innovate within it. I had half a million dollars to start two charter schools in California, and I could not get them authorized. So I want you to give up on reform and say, how can I opt out and educate my children in a way that preserves their wholeness, their connection to God, their intuition, their connection to nature, because we're really at a moment where that's our only choice. In your letter to me, you wrote something interesting, and I'll start with the second part of this bullet point first, and then we'll go back to the first part, because the second part our audience knows, and that's the fact that Rockefeller schooling was meant to dumb down our children. Charlotte Iserbeet wrote a book about it, The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America. These uh, institutions of non-learning want obedient foot soldiers, not critical thinkers. So you wrote, School was never designed for learning, self-discovery, or creativity. I couldn't agree more. But the first part of that you wrote was this. Why and how schooling was designed to break our innate connection with God, control the inner life of children, and make them obedient workers and taxpayers. It's that first line that I think is so important. Schools hate God. The leftist teachers despise God. And that's why they put trans rights over everybody's rights. So we're losing all of our human dignity and our natural born God-given rights because schools hate God, don't they? 
They absolutely 100% do. And when you look at the men that invented modern schooling and evangelized it, you will see three belief systems that they stood firm on. The first is religious humanism. So John Dewey, the father of modern schooling, was one of 34 signers of the first um, religious humanism um, you know, doctrine. And it states clearly that they wanna create a society without God, they do not believe that there is a creator or any supernatural power. And John Dewey wanted to make teachers the prophet and the state take the place of church. And the other, so there's religious humanism. And the thing I want people to understand about this, now they changed the name to just humanism. But in 2014, they took a case all the way to the Supreme Court. And the US Supreme Court said, yes, humanism is a religion for purposes of the constitution. So if you think that we have a school system that separates church and state, think again, we have a school system that is operating on the belief system of religious humanism. And it's, it's everywhere you look in the, you know, the, the teaching of evolution, which I loved the, um, a session you did with James Perloff. I mean, yeah. that just blew my mind. You know, there's just so much scientific evidence and that evolution is a, a false doctrine. And that one teaching within schools is a lot of what drives kids and teenagers and college students away from God. So if you understand that schooling is based on religious humanism, on utopian socialism, and on hyper-materialism, you can see that they are just tr trying to take these beautiful souls that are our children and turn them into widgets that they can employ, you know, as slaves of this corporate fascism. Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. So did you know that silver demand will exceed supply again this year? By a large factor. Silver is one of the most useful industrial metals out there. And demand is soaring amidst the green new agenda. Electric cars, solar panels, iPhones, it all requires silver. There will also be future demand in the field of nanotechnology, the food industry, and printed and flexible electronics. You heard that right. Demand will increase by at least 50% by 2030. There's no better time to invest with Noble Gold than right now. Noble Gold Investments will walk you through the entire process and will take you no more than five minutes to open a gold or silver IRA. And this month, you'll get a three ounce Silver American Virtue coin with a qualified IRA of 20 grand or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Perloff is great. That uh, interview we did called God is Real is a must watch, must listen. But he's written books debunking Darwinism, tornado in a junkyard, etc. And it just helps us re-anchor our beliefs in biblical truths, which are never taught in schools. They don't even teach the theory of creationism anymore. They only teach the theory of evolution in the Big Bang. In the Big Bang, by the way, they can't prove. It's a fable. It is fiction. It is a leap of faith, just as it would be argued that believing in God is a leap of faith. But hubris-filled humanists want you to believe in the Big Bang. So you wrote, compulsory schooling is a key piece of warping our view of reality. I think that couldn't be more true, especially now that parents are going through everything we're going through. Um, critical race theory in the schools, trans book reading, library day, whatever. 
how humans are really designed to learn and develop is what I want to talk about. Because when you think about how Indian native people raised their children, learning to hunt on the land, learning respect for creation, learning respect for mother and father and family, learning skills to be able to survive in the wild, to live off the land. None of us know how to do any of that anymore. So what do you mean by that? And how are humans really designed to learn and develop? So one thing that's important to know is the most difficult cognitive task you will ever learn in your life is to speak. And the majority of children learn to speak without being taught, without school. And so we human are designed to learn by our creator. And we learn through active learning when we're pursuing things that we're interested in and that we're in the world and we're doing stuff. Now, school is designed for inert knowledge, and they find that kids learn it for the test, they forget it. And even if they remember a sliver of it, they can't apply it to the real world, because it's symbolic and it's conceptual. It's like they're always learning about what somebody did in the past. And then combine that with the fact that all the textbooks are biased, they have incorrect factual information, we're not even learning the true history of the United States. We're not learning how our monetary system works. You know, we're taking kids out of nature so that they are connected to technology, but they do not have the opportunity to develop the awe and the wonder of this beautiful, magnificent creation that the creator has bestowed upon us. And so it's a totally artificial, unnatural system. And they're growing up, as John Taylor Gatto said, absurd, because they are learning all of the skills that you need to fit into this absurd system of, you know, asking permission to go to the bathroom and just they took all of the like the the tools in the toolbox from the Soviet Union and India and put them into our American school system. So the drill and the repetition that you see came straight from India and they used it to keep the lower class ignorant. And if you don't believe this is true, look at the statistics because 43% of American adults do not even know that freedom of speech is a right that we have. 43%, 15% of 15 year olds cannot tell the difference between fact and fiction. So you'd be like, oh yeah, the broken school system. And I will say, absolutely not. The system is doing exactly what it was designed to do, which is break our connection with our divine spark, our intuition, our knowing, and prevent us from using the gift that God gave us, which is our ability to reason and you know, really figure out what's going on here. So interesting. And guys, I'm going to try to calm down. Steve Bannon's got me really fired up. I mean, honestly, the most important elections of our lifetime. So I hope you went out and voted. I hope the red wave is real. I know it's real. They keep lying about these polls. How Fetterman could be within a point or two of Oz just blows my mind. The man can't speak. All right. So for those who have never homeschooled and who have little kids and are nervous by this entire topic because maybe mom and dad both work, you wrote, Design the days and weeks so that your kids love learning. Ditch the homework battles. I love that because, boy, have we gone through that in our days here at our home. Ditch those homework battles. We've had so many homework battles. It's a nightmare. Let go of the fear of your kids, quote, unquote, falling behind. What does a day look like in your world when you're homeschooling, say, one of your daughters? You have two daughters. So... 
in my book, I really encourage people to look at ages and stages because it's going to look completely different depending on the age or stage that your child is in. And when they are young until maybe age nine, you really want to let them have a lot of unstructured free playtime. Peter Gray, a psychologist, has done a wonderful job of showing how beneficial free play is without an agenda. So there's that. You want to make sure that you have a house that loves reading and you're reading and they will see that like they're they are looking at the adults because the adults show them what's valuable to do with your time. So if you're a parent who is always just on your smartphone or device, your kid's going to be like, oh, that's what I should be doing, too. So just have a rich learning environment and strew lots of different projects and books and cool things around your house so your kids can discover them and the other thing I want you to know is like, it's messy. It's a messy process of invention. And you are going to have boxes and boxes of unfinished projects and that's okay. Um, but as the children naturally get older, as my daughters did, and I guess I could also insert, I worked with Self-Design, which is a learning organization in British Columbia for 10 years and co-created a global coaching program for homeschooling families. So I can speak beyond just my family. I can say what works for all different sorts of learners in all different countries. Um, but as they get older, if they have been given a lot of freedom to discover who they are, how they learn, and I also have a link in my resources on my website where you can do a learning styles profile that's so valuable for you and your kids. But once they've been given the freedom to really fall in love with the world and nature and have fun and play, they come to a natural place where they do want more academics. Because if you haven't beaten the curiosity out of them through drill and rote memorization, they naturally wanna know how does the world work? Who am I? And how do I fit into this world? And so they will naturally go to academics, especially if you are giving them academics that are relevant to life. So for instance, school does a terrible, terrible job of teaching reading because they use whole word instruction, which we've known since the 1950s creates illiteracy and dyslexia. And school math is absolutely the worst thing. It doesn't teach them how, um, Mathematics is one of God's most important languages. So you can use a program like Michael Schneider's Constructing the Universe with your kids, which is workbooks and hands-on and discovering sacred geometry and where you see it in nature and in architecture. So that's why I give so many resources to parents so they do not feel like they have to just take the curriculum from the local school district and try and grind through it. Because honestly, if you try to do that, you will fail because you do not have the carrot and the stick that the school systems have. They are able to shame and coerce and drive your kids with fear. And hopefully that's not your parenting style. So I would say you need to trust your children. You put them in the center and design the curriculum around them. And in working with self-design, we did a lot of mind mapping. So if you know how mind mapping works, that's a good tool for some kids. And you just create a learning plan that's a living learning plan. And you do this just by asking your kids, what do you want to spend your time doing? What are you interested in? What are your questions? What are you curious about? And you will be surprised how profound some of their questions are and like the things they wanna learn. I mean, I remember when my daughter was five years old and she looked at me and she goes, mommy, who invented language? Mm. 
I mean, that is a really incredible place. And then we just went and we talked to anthropologists and linguists and just really explored how did language come to be? Now, you would not expect a five-year-old to ask that question, but if they are empowered to author their learning, then when they're 18, they're going to be able to author their lives. But if you put them in a school system where they're constantly being dictated to about how to spend their time, what to think, then when they get out and they're 18, they're going to be lost and they're going to be spluttering around and, you know, really have a hard time self-directing their lives. Yeah, you've got me inspired now. I wish I could rewind time to when my kids were little because I think I would totally embrace this at this point because I know how the schools are just indoctrination camps. You said something really important. Mathematics is really the language of God. I know that to be true just through the work of my friend Marty Leeds. He's such a uh, genius when it comes to math and uh, and gematria. And then, of course, Dr. Leonard Horowitz has talked about music and the harmonics of God. I've had him on several times talking about that. It just strikes me that if I had a 10-year-old right now and I was unschooling. By the way, Jeff Berwick talks about unschooling a lot. That's Mm -hmm. different from homeschooling, isn't it? You know, it is. And I really did a lot of unschooling when my kids were younger, but I kind of, I call it soul directed learning because unschooling is kind of a negative. And for me, it's, it's like your soul is driving you through your interests because we all come wired differently to learn. And God has bestowed upon us all unique gifts and talents. And so if you can look at your child kind of like, you know, as an acorn grows into an oak tree, they have everything inside of them to become who they are meant to become. And it's like, you're kind of more the gardener, you know, giving them the the water and the sunlight and the nutrients and the learning environment and the resources and the mentors so that they can just blossom and thrive. And it's, it's not as hard as you've been convinced to believe. I mean, if you do try to reproduce school at home, it will be a grind, but that is schooling. That's not education, that's not learning. See, I think that's a really important point. I'm glad we're having this conversation because in schools, they deliberately make it extremely boring to learn because it's all rote, memorization. Listen to the teacher. Don't talk unless you're picked to speak. And I think it's particularly grueling on boys. This school system has thrown boys under the bus because a lot of boys, they don't learn this way. Girls can learn a little bit better. Uh, with rote memorization and sitting patiently. Boys are fidgety. Teachers say they need to be on Ritalin. They're not allowed to go outside. But just think about this if you're a parent listening. If you have a 10-year-old, you tell me what you think of this idea, Caprice. Mm -hmm. What if you said to your 10-year-old, okay, this week we're going to a different park every single day. And you do that. And then when you go to the park, the mission is to identify every single bird we see. We're going to take pictures. We're going to go home. We're going to identify what kind of birds these are. Some will know right away. That's a cardinal. That's a robin. We're also going to identify all the trees we see in the park. Then we're going to talk about how the world works. Isn't it a beautiful thing that God created trees that breathe carbon and then emit oxygen? So they're actually cleaning our planet every single day. That's just one way to blow a kid's mind and make them actually love learning. How much better is that than the school system? Oh, absolutely. And to take it one step further, they've discovered that 
plants and trees communicate with each other. They're living. I mean, they have a different kind of consciousness than we do. But if you add that element to the mix, rather than having every elementary school child just labeling the parts of a plant in a way that's totally boring, I mean, it's easy to make learning come alive if you yourself as an adult are enchanted with the world. And unfortunately, since we've all been schooled, um, it takes some de-schooling. I mean, I'm highly schooled, right? I got a bachelor's from University of Virginia, an MBA in finance from Carnegie Mellon. And then I had a midlife crisis at 30, and that started my de-schooling process. So you need to kind of de-school yourself as you're trying to home educate your kids because you've been taught a lot of false notions about what learning looks like, what life is all about, who you are, how you operate, where creativity comes from, but it could be a really joyful adventure for a family. And I encourage families to come together now because children do want to be together. And that's why I co-created a Sudbury school and a self-directed learning school and tried to create these charter schools because I do acknowledge that children love to be together, but there is so much benefit of mixed ages coming together because sometimes it's easier for a 12-year-old to teach a five-year-old than it is for an adult because the five-year-old's so amazed by the 12-year-old. And then it makes the 12-year-old feel so powerful that they have this knowledge they can share. So the like just the one age classroom is so artificial and so harmful. And the fact that the people that invented schooling actually invented adolescence in the early night in the early 20th century because everyone was leaving school at age 14 and they said well we don't have enough time to indoctrinate them so they invented junior high and high school and extended the compulsory schooling laws from 14 to 16 so hmm. you know that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, our kids are so much more capable than we give them credit for like you know you look at some of the indigenous tribes they have three-year-olds tending the fire how many of us parents would be like, okay, go tend that open fire? <laughs> right? yeah. No, I think that's a good point. And the other point that uh, we should drive home for people listening, uh, for those that would say, well, socialization is key. If I homeschool, my kid's going to be awkward. He's not going to have any friends. The word of caution for Christians and young parents who don't know this yet is that the schools are now indoctrinating on a level we've never seen before with leftist teachers with an agenda that is completely anti-God. It's devoid of the love of the creator. These people are hardcore leftists. But in addition to activist teachers like that, you've got an activist curriculum from evil school boards where they're introducing the idea of gay sex to little children. So now it really is a spiritual attack on our children, Caprice, that parents need to be aware of and take action against at the very least or pull the children out and do homeschooling. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you can really tell the health of a society by the health of its children. And if you look at how our children are doing, they are struggling mightily. You know, the rates of anxiety, depression, and suicide among our teens are higher than they were during the Great Depression. And they were even, they were higher even before this whole two-year, you know, mess started. So they are struggling mightily. And if we parents can just take some pressure off, even if you can't take your kids out of school, stop playing the grade game. I mean, grading is such a humiliating system. It really, it does not 
tell your kids how they're going to be successful in life. In fact, the average GPA of millionaires is 2.9. So if you are a parent who really values the well-being of your children, stop writing them about their grades. Tell them grades don't matter. Learning matters. What do you want to do in life? And try and help them reverse engineer their education around their passions and interests rather than marching them through a standardized education that's made to dumb them down and make them reflexively obedient to authority, which is what we keep seeing, right? It's crazy. Well, that's exactly right. In fact, you sparked a thought. What we get from the dutiful students who regurgitate the information best is doctors who then become white coat killers and take the marching orders from the CDC and the FDA and the hospitals and kill people with remdesivir enjoying immunity Absolutely. under the PrEP Act. I mean, well, so and so, yeah, that's what I say. Look, the world is being run by well-schooled people. How's that working out for us? Yeah. I would rather have the world being run by unschoolers than what we've got now. Yeah, you and me both. What an important conversation. Guys, the website is soulagency.org. I will read the back of the book instead of schooling. With anxiety, depression, and suicide skyrocketing in high school and college. By the way, guys, how many people do you know who have had children who have committed suicide? There's a 14-year-old in our area who hung himself in his closet not long ago. These, yeah. these are heartbreaking stories, and these kids are in dire situations because school is a place where joy is hard to find these days. You write... Could it be that the whole schooling paradigm is based on a misunderstanding of how humans learn and thrive? The cultural myth of schooling keeps us trapped in an unnatural system of information processing and behavioral control. In Instead of Schooling, Caprice Thorson reveals how creativity, resilience, and happiness are unlocked and invites you to take a fresh look at schooling. Caprice, I'll give you the final word. How do people get the book and uh, keep in touch with you on a daily basis? You seem like a very interesting woman. So soul agency, S-O-U-L agency.org. And it's because by educating your children in this way, they will have soul agency. They will be directing their lives from the inside out. And so that's the best place to find me. I'm kind of a reluctant social media user. We'll see if I change my mind on that. But I do want to end by saying I'm not demonizing any of the hardworking teachers in the system because there are so many adults who love children who enter the teaching profession because they really, really care. But the sad truth is half of those teachers leave the profession within five years. And I also acknowledge that public schools are the safest place for some of our children, which is tragic, but true. But even they, if that's the safest place, they deserve an education. They do not deserve this indoctrination and dumbing down. So, you know, the teachers who have left the system, this is a golden opportunity for you to create some amazing, magical learning environments for these families who really do want out. Well said, guys. The website, soulagency.org. You can get the book there. It's called Instead of Schooling. You can also get it from Amazon, but go to the website, soulagency.org. I think that's the best place to do it. And friends, I'll say one more thing. As Jan Sixers sit in jails, gulags in Washington, D.C., awaiting trials that may never come unless we the people take our government back, I want you to realize how important it is to get out and vote. They want to put Steve Bannon in jail. How many other people have to go to jail before you understand we have to defeat these tyrants? Our guest has been the one, the only, Caprice Thorson. Thank you, Caprice. 
Thank you, Sean. Have a wonderful day. You as well. And friends, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. A special thanks to our subscribe stars and our members at sgtreport.tv. Thanks for keeping us in the fight for truth and real news and for real news every single day for free. Join us directly. Visit us at sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. So they upfront cheat with the mail-in ballots, which they've already done. They're stuffing with the upfront, but that won't be enough. Then they have to see what the red wave will be. And then they're going to sit back and delay the results in order to see how much they need to make up to steal it for a governor or for a state senator.